Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where our man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to disperse the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm doing part three. Poverty exit strategy. Say with me, I will never be poor. Say it like you are passionate about it. I will never be poor. Good. So, we've been talking about exiting generational, breaking generational poverty. Breaking generational poverty for the past two Sundays. Amen. And why am I very passionate about breaking generational poverty? It's because I have found out, as I've said over here, number one, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it says that the, the things, the secret things belong to the Lord. But those but things God, which are revealed. those things which are what? Revealed. Revealed. They do what? To us. They belong to us. Us. And to our children. And to our children. Children. Forever. Hallelujah. Forever. Mm. So, God is a generational God. Anything God reveals, He does not reveal to the one who is hearing. He reveals to the one who hears plus their children forever. Are you with me here? Yes, sir. And when God instituted the covenant by which we are existing today, he revealed something to Abraham. And in that covenant, he said that I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. Hallelujah. And I will make your name great and through your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed so by virtue of that revelation by virtue of that covenant we are supposed to see transgenerational blessing and wealth are you with me here so anytime you are not seeing anything close to it it means that along the line of time something was introduced to change the way things are supposed to happen. The way things are supposed to operate. Are you with me here? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something was introduced. So that is where we find generational poverty. I remember I talked about the nature of generational poverty. And we've talked about the causes. About four causes of generational poverty. How many of us remember that? I'm very passionate about this sermon because by the time I'm done, first Sunday of January when I am done, I will, I will encourage everybody to do a wealth building plan. Five years. By the, by the time 2022 to 2027, right? Yes. By the time 
we reach 2027. Anybody, and I will not forget anybody here. You should have at least achieved a certain level of prosperity in your life. And if you go through the courses that I mentioned, I never talked about anything systemic. I never talked about um, socio-political stuff. I didn't talk about politics. I didn't talk about economy of the nation. Because do you know something? No matter what, if the person is correct, put the same person in the desert, people will leave the city and go find something to buy in the desert. Are you with me here? There are poor people in America, I'm telling you. In fact, the number of poor people in America are more than those in Ghana. Are you with me here? The statistics are there. You can always find it. There are more poor people. Are you with me? Hallelujah. In Ghana here, yeah, if somebody is sleeping on the streets, it means so many things are wrong. In America, it is normal to sleep on the streets and you are still working. How many of us are friends we ask questions? Or your friends, when you are chatting with them, you only ask for money. In America, somebody can be working and yet sleeps on the streets. In Ghana, if somebody is sleeping on the streets, it means the situation is beyond repairable. Because there, there, will, you, there is police station to sleep there. In fact, there is church to sleep there. There are many in America, it's not so. So when we are talking about poverty, it's not Ghana thing. Are you with me here? It's not what? No, it's not Ghana thing. It's not Ghana thing, I'm telling you. That is why I'm not talking about economy. Everything I'm talking about is something a person has to control. We've talked about spiritual foundations. We've talked about ignorance. We have talked about number three, what? Destructive culture. And number four, we've talked about what? Negative value systems. So today, next Sunday and the next two Sundays, I'm going to focus on how to get out of the poverty. Hallelujah. The Bible says something in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17. It says that, wherefore, wherefore come out from among come them. Come out from among them. And be ye separate. And be ye separate. Say the Lord. Say the Lord. And touch not the unclean and thing. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive and you. And I will receive you. That means that it is always possible to separate yourself from the Lord. Are you with me here? It is always possible. Generational poverty is not stronger than the will of a person who decides that I am going to be different. Amen. You have the ability to come out and be different. Say with me, I have the ability to be different. I have the ability to be different. It is possible for me to be different. It is possible for me to be different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The there is possibility in breaking generational poverty. It may have been sustained from your grandparents to your parents. Some of us, you see, I, I told you last week that generational poverty has a lifespan of at least two generations. Amen. Amen. At least two what? Two generations. Two generations. So if within two generations, 
you have not seen any prosperity chances are that the third one will also be poor because by the time a generation passes and another one comes whatever made the first generation what they were if the second one also repeats them the third one will have no choice but to do same are you with me here yes, sir. hallelujah the kind of culture your grandparents will pass to your parents. If your parents do not break it, you, you need extra energy to break that culture. Are you with me here? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And like the Bible says, see, anytime God wants to change an order, there is always a minister that is appointed you remember when i was talking about spiritual foundation i said spiritual foundations are three things number one is what the altar number two is the trade and number three is the what the minister there should always be somebody that god will appoint there should always be somebody that says that god use me for the sake of the entire generation and change the order for god to change the order of the world of the fallen world in the in the direction of sin he needed only one person and out of that one person he gains an entire generation so for generational poverty to be broken somebody must be willing to be different hallelujah somebody if you want to break generational poverty we don't we don't uh, uh what do you call it delegate duty are you with me i hope you understand what i'm saying you don't delegate responsibility if we are dealing with generational matters somebody must say hey me i will be different me i would i will not do it the way everybody does it you you might be insulted but somebody must take a stand are you in here? You might be insulted. Oh, people, they might even laugh at you. They will think you, you are not correct. This thing that everybody does is the same way. You alone, what have you seen? Glory to God. But if you want to cause a change, you must be willing to be the first. And sometimes not just the first, but the only. That's the most frustrating one. It is not it, it is not it is not too difficult to be the first in fact sometimes it it is it is prideful you know it is a source of pride to be the first but to be the only hallelujah are you with me here how many of us have experienced what it means to be the only person in the family who has money you see how end of the man pressure comes on you amen mother is taking some father is taking some aunties are taking some cousins are taking some siblings are taking some then you come to church you are a leader that one you are dead <laughs> church members are taking some you want to go and win a soul now they, they're so stupid they, they have now become business people amen by the time they establish themselves in church the money they would have chopped from you they say, are you not coming to church oh i've not eaten no they will take money hallelujah so to be the only is better so but you must be willing are you with me here you must be what you must be willing when god wanted to establish a generational wealth system he scanned through and he chose one person his name is abraham when the bible says in the book of um 
Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. It says that now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country. Ah, how come we are all comfortable living in our country? Amen. We are all comfortable. And if you look at the scripture very well, Abraham wasn't suffering like that. Because the Bible says that when he left, he left with servants and even his cousin, uh, sorry, his nephew, Lot. He had people who were working for him. But God needed to establish a new paradigm and he chose a person. Are you with me here? If we are going to break generational poverty from our bloodline, you must be willing to be the kind of person that will obey God radically. Are you following me? Say with me, I will be that kind of person. I will be that kind of person. Amen. Amen. You must be willing to be that kind of person that will decide that I am going all out to change the story of my family. You should be that kind of person. It, it, is, not, it is not joke. You should be that kind of person that, is, that will say that I will believe God with everything in me and I will obey everything that needs to be obeyed. I will do everything. I must change the story. I must do what? Change the story. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You must be that kind of person. So I am speaking to you as an individual person and I'm speaking to you as an agent of transformation in your family. Glory to God. I'm speaking to you as somebody who is going to change the story of the family. Somebody who is going to upgrade the value on the family name. Amen. Are you with me here? Are you willing to change something? Is somebody willing to change something in the family? Praise the Lord. So if we will see the order changed, you must be willing. It starts from you. Say, say with me, it starts from me. It starts from me. So I am not preaching about something you wear and tell another person. I'm preaching about something you should do. Amen. I am not preaching about something you should, you should uh, be discussing and then you go and sleep. I'm preaching about what you should do as a person. It is your responsibility from today. The welfare of your family should become your passion. That God, I will change the story. Glory to God. And I've been saying, I've been saying over here, me, I know everybody here. I know you. I know. Christy, I know you. Father Francis, me, I'm from Key. You are from New Takrade. Both of us, we are twins. We know ourselves. We are not better like that. Are you with me here? We must make changes. Amen. We must make changes. So I'm going to talk about three things over the course of the three Sundays. There are three factors that we need to consider. Hallelujah. To break generational poverty, you must create generational wealth. To break generational poverty, 
you must create generational wealth. And generational wealth is not what some of us are doing. Generational wealth is not salary. Salary is not even monthly yet. That thing that finishes before the month ends. We are talking about generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of your, some of your salary it is dead on arrival. By the time it enters the account, the list already there. The, the money is finished. Amen. If they should give you two months, it will still finish on arrival. So generational poverty is not a generational wealth. It's not salary. We don't use salary to change the story from poverty to prosperity. Are you with me here? Are you following me? We don't use salary. Tell somebody salary is for you alone. That's why on your pay slip, it is not your family name. Amen. It's for you alone. It's not for you and your children or you and your wife. I'm not saying become a bad person. What I'm trying to tell you is that when they are paying you, they don't think about how many are you in the house. They don't say, oh, you know, you, you, you have only one child. You let's pay you 800. This man, he has none. <laughs> 350. <laughs> uh, no, this man, he has three. Let's pay him 1,005. Nobody pays money like that. Ghana Health Service, <laughs> when they are paying you, do they say, send the names of your children? <laughs> uh, Esther. Send the name of your children. Like some of you by now, there, you'll be taking 250 Ghana. <laughs> Hallelujah. They send the name of your children. Uh, your distance from house to work. How many cars do you take before you reach office? And nobody cares about that thing. Praise God. So when we are talking about something generational, please, don't think about salary at all. Don't. Tell somebody, don't. And the good news is that because it is not about salary, everybody is eligible to create generational wealth. Salary is just a compensation for leaving your house every day for the next one month. It's just a compensation. Praise God. And don't forget, no amount of salary will be bigger than the profit of your employer. Amen. They can pay you. Say, oh, wow, that, oh, the, the salary is powerful. Like yeah, last night, Chris was talking about somebody who is paid well in dollars. They, no matter how much they pay you, it is not equal to the person who owns the business. It, to, we are worlds apart. Amen. Worlds what? Apart. So to break generational poverty, it is not about getting job. That's not what I'm talking. If it is getting, we don't need to preach about how to get job. We'll just teach you how to do CV. Hallelujah. To break generational poverty, you must learn how to create generational wealth. And in creating generational wealth, there are three factors. I'm going to talk about the first one today. The first factor is financial personality. The factor of financial personality. The factor 
of financial personality. What is financial personality? It is the mindset and the behavior of the person involved in creating wealth. And a lot of people fail right there. Their mentality and their behavior. If your mentality is wrong and your behavior is wrong, Jack, we will send you to America five years time. We will call you. Even by phone for somebody, you'll be giving excuses. Don't you have those uncles there? Amen. <laughs> Some of them will come, they will give you, they will give you dress. You think you have gotten some only for you to go and know the amounts, and it's even less than the one you have been buying here. Less. It's not about that. So when the mentality and the behavior of the person is wrong, your journey to creating wealth, you can't go any further. That's why I talked about culture, negative culture. Praise God. Make sure, go through this sermon and mark yourself and know where you are standing. Eh? And then, don't cry. You don't cry. Don't say, hey, Hallelujah. Look for what to do. How can I overcome this? Number two factor is financial principle. Financial what? Principle. Principles are what enables a person to thrive in any environment the laws that govern activities so i see a lot of time people are teaching financial principles to people whose personality are already wrong hallelujah amen haven't you seen somebody who who works as a banker and does not have any savings have you seen somebody like that Where's as a bank, a place where they save money, but he himself does not know how to save money. Principle and personality are two different things. We can teach you principle. If your personality is wrong, that principle will not work. Are we together? So there should first of all be financial personality. Your person must be worked on. If you will create generational wealth, your person Eh? Your, your person, you, you yourself, from your head to your toe, your mind, everything must be worked on. We have to take you to a theater and perform spiritual, emotional, mental surgery on you. Are you with me here? Hallelujah. Some of us, we need spiritual surgery. At this stage of our lives, we are still struggling with the spiritual obligations that makes us prosper. You need spiritual what? Surgery. At this stage of your life, if you still don't have the mental knowledge to be able to understand financial systems, you need mental surgery. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So financial personality, financial principle, and number three is financial opportunities. 
So before we go chasing after opportunities, first of all, work on you, the person. Are you with me here? And then understand what principle will make your activities productive before opportunities can deliver to you. That is why two people can sell water. One will sell for 20 years. Get PhD in selling water. Another will sell for two years and upgrade. And then after five years, upgrade again. Ten years time, they own a water factory. Same opportunity, but different personality and different levels of principles. So you don't go looking for opportunity when the personality has not been worked on. The, 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 the right opportunity in the hand of a, a, a bad personality will amount to nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody you don't need a, a, an opportunity now. You need a personality. Hallelujah. So focus on building personality. Building what? Personality. Focus on building personality. And I said personality is two things. Mindset and behavior. Mindset and behavior. Are you with me? Mindset and behavior. That is personality. Mindset. Mentality. What are you thinking? How you think? How you see things? Amen. How you what? How you see things. And we've talked about some of those things. If you are here and when you see people driving nice cars, you judge them, your mentality. So personality, you have to work on that one. If by this time, people's prosperity stirs or triggers anger and offense in your heart, they have not done anything to you. They have not taken your money. They have not insulted you. In fact, have you realized that in fact, the most, the most uh, uh, rude people are actually poor people? Sometimes the person who you have seen in that nice car, when they get close to you and they even want direction, the way they say, oh, hello, please, how are you doing? Please, I want to go here. Where do I pass? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Nice one. But somebody, you, both of you are checking. And he or she is even sweating more than you. Since you go, say, hey, I say, Charlie, I want to go here. How far? <laughs> the rudeness of poor people. Hallelujah. So you should learn to appreciate and admire without judging. Poor people like they are quick judges. Uh, judges. Quick one. They can see somebody with a new phone, a lady with a new phone. Ah, or the Akoji. That is why your phone screen is cracked, left, right, and center. Nothing is coming to you. Amen. Personality, how you think and how you behave. And funny enough, these things are always transferred. They are always transferred. By way of culture, value systems, they are always transferred. And I'm going to talk to you about four kinds of mindsets for generational wealth creation. 
four kinds of mindsets for generational wealth creation. Four kinds of mindsets. Today there is no display. So some of you, those who don't know how to spell. Those who don't know how to spell. We'll come and look at your notes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Four kinds of mindset. Number one is the mindset. Hmm, I hope you can spell this one. It's the mindset of empowered consumerism. <laughs> if you were here doing the gold, the silver, and the land, you should know how to spell this one. Because I remember I dealt with this one in about three Sundays or so. Empowered consumerism. So consumer and adism. Yeah. Consumer. You see, a lot of times we are always quick to consume. That is the way of the poor man. Always quick to consume. Like right now, Accra is choked because everybody is doing shopping. Everybody you go to circle. There is no vehicular traffic. There is no car traffic. It is human traffic. Because everybody, and look at the people you see there. None of them is rich. Rich men don't do Christmas shopping. I'm telling you the truth. Hey, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, you have to see if you cannot investigate your state well and honestly, you will live in it for long. Rich men don't do Christmas shopping. They don't. Have you gone to Accra? Uh -huh. uh, 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 <laughs> Celestine is here. Celestine the people who come to shop. Christmas time. Do you see big guys coming? It's always normal people. Average. But average is poor. Amen. Look, look, look. Don't buy into that societal programming where it's like we are playing football and the, the goalpost. If you play it here, then we go and shift the pool to this place. And then if we think the ball is too, too big, then we, we, we stretch the pool. The people will say middle income, average income. This. We just want to use adjectives that will make everybody feel okay. So at the end of the day, nobody is last. Eh? So we say, the, those days, when we were all growing up, we only knew the richest people in the world. Now we have richest black man, we have richest African, we have richest, richest young, uh, whatever, under 40. Rich. We just want to make people, everybody gets off. That is why people are lazy. Amen. Everybody is there. Okay, so now we have richest beautiful girl, richest ugly. So that everybody can get something. The average is poor. Don't be afraid and don't feel shy to know that you are poor. It will make you work harder. Are you with me here? Hallelujah. Jack, we don't have money. I told you, if you are here, your phone gets bought and you have to make save money to buy a new one. You are poor. So you are poor. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you go to Malcolm, shop right, 
and you are buying things, you are looking at tag, price tag. My friend, don't deceive yourself. Have you, have you seen, have you gone to some of those shops and you have seen some of those Indians and those people, business owners, when they are shopping, have you seen them? They don't watch, they pick what they want. Are you with me here? You, you live a life where you constantly have to be taming your desires. I told you the last time. You are poor. So you are my right audience. I'm preaching to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? Some of us can negotiate. We can negotiate for one hour only to save 20 cities. My brother. You have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, um, I want you to know you are the one. This, this message is for you. Don't think I'm preaching to the, the person next to you. I'm preaching to you, you. You. Some of us are willing to walk for one kilometer and sweat instead of picking, dropping for 30 cities. You are poor. You're not doing any exercise. You're not doing any exercise. Don't deceive anybody. Hallelujah. You put your comfort, uh, what do you call it? You put 30 cities above your comfort and peace of mind and health of body. Just because those ones are not tangible assets, you can't convert them into rice and stew. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, poverty is real. It's real. And what is happening is that everybody is consuming. Everybody. The reason why money is not enough is because of what we want to consume. Every money is enough. The problem is what you consume. Hallelujah. If all you want to eat is Gary Sokins, 50 cities is enough. If you want to eat macaroni and whatever, and, and shrimps, 50 is not what? So what is creating scarcity? What is creating discontentment with what we get? It's not the money. It is what we want to consume. Hallelujah. It is what you want to what? Consume. So what is empowered? What do I mean by empowered consumerism? Empowered consumerism is when the things you see are not determining your spending habits. You spend on what you are able to control your spending. It's a mindset. Praise God. Hallelujah. Empowered, the empowered consumer is the one that buys phone that he or she will use. Not the one that buys phone which is latest. Are you with me here? There are some of us, the phones we are using. The only thing we use is camera. That is all. Camera. Have you seen, have you seen, have you seen a rich man using, it is celebrities, don't let them deceive you. If you want to see rich men, enter offices. You will see them. Nokia. 
Because that your WhatsApp is a distraction to him. He doesn't need a phone for WhatsApp. Are you with me? That is empowered consumerism. He is not buying what is available. He is buying what he needs. Some of us buy what is available. Hallelujah. We buy what is what? Empowered consumer. The opposite of that mindset is the mindset of fear and greed. Two, fear. Some people, eh, we are afraid to lose money, that we will keep money and buy what will not help us. Are you with me here? We will keep money and buy what is cheap, only for it to get destroyed in one week. And we go and buy another one. And buy another one. By the time we finish doing what we are supposed to do, we have bought three. More than if we had bought a good one. Because of fear. Because, hey, Charlie, hey, what's it? All, all my money is 1,000 Ghana. And this one is eight. Hey, what if I buy a slave with 200? Like, let me buy the 251. Haven't you seen why poor men, poor people, they buy the same things over and over and over and over every year? That's not every year they buy TV. Every year they buy what? Every year they buy TV. <laughs> Hallelujah. Out of fear, it's not because money is not enough. Fear is what makes you want to hold. You want to hold. So everything you want cheap. So some people, hmm, you see, some, some people can go from here, from Tema here, to Tudu, to buy dress. And Tudu and Tema, the difference is 10 cities. But they will go to Tudu and buy dress just to save 10 cities and spend energy spend a whole day in traffic in and out because they don't know the value of the day that is fear the opposite is the mindset of empowered consumerism not afraid if so long if this is what will help me this will what this is if this thing will empower me i am not afraid of the cost are you with me here hallelujah that is the mindset that helps to build generational wealth Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaiman Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is better to buy, like a lady, it's better to buy a good blender which you will use for five years than a cheap one you will change every six months. That is fear. The empowered consumer is the one who says, this one will help me and I'm not afraid of the price. I follow him here. Hallelujah. It is better to buy one good dress and look good than to buy three cheap dresses and you will be despised every day. If you want to buy good dress, you go to vegetables. Good one. Than to buy cheap one, people see you don't respect you. By the time you realize your self-esteem is already low and you need self-esteem to create wealth. You are selling things, you'll be, you'll be standing before people and even the tie tie you have is not good. If it is only one good tie, 
that will make you look like a CEO is better than 25 ties that will make you look like a church show meet. Amen. Because you know something? The poor always think that when we have plenty, we will be better off. But they get plenty and they actually rather gather rubbish. A lot of rubbish in the country is in homes. Not in the refuse dams. Have you seen when some people are packing things? And you stand somewhere, sometimes you are an observer, you stand in it. They, they are just packing rubbish. So all these things were inside this room. How, how will angels enter here? How will good things enter this house? Because there is a mindset when we have plenty of it, we will be better. Amen. Hallelujah. Empowered consumerism is the one that you know. You know that, okay, so this speaker is better. It will give us peace because we need peace of mind to think about better things. So why buy half the price and the, the, so that the money we want to save, that money will not do anything. It will not go into anything. In fact, most of the time, we don't even know how the money goes. And we will spend the rest of our life always managing the inferior things we bought. Managing. Managing. <laughs> Amen. You see, you go to a repair shop. Sometimes you go to a TV repair shop. They have plenty of TV packed there. Where did they get it from? People get tired repairing. <laughs> they get tired repairing. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? They get tired repairing. Why? Because we are always consuming, either out of fear or out of greed. So we don't necessarily pay attention to what we actually need. Some of you, you will realize that the phone you are holding, you don't need it. Amen. Apart from WhatsApp and camera on your phone, <laughs> you don't need that phone. There are some of you, you have bought notes. If I should look at your document, there is no Word document on your phone. No Excel document on your phone. So that note you bought, what is it for? Who was forcing you? Amen. Who was forcing you? What Did somebody come to put gun on you and say, hey, buy this note. If you don't buy it, I will shoot you. And you bought notes. Hallelujah. That is the problem. Sometimes you can see somebody who is practically poor using iPhone 12 Pro. Practically. This guy, you are holding three years worth of food in your hand. <laughs> three years worth of food in your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody told me when I want, I want, I, buy, I want a large screen. Large screen to do what? There should be a need. There should be a what? That is an empath. Somebody who knows what they want. Some people can go to shop and they are just running through the aisles. So, oh, what, what are you looking for? Oh, I, I'll be fine. I'm just, you don't have any reason there. Amen. Hallelujah. And the guys, if that's what you have to do, eh, it will help the ladies to align. When you go to a shop, you are going to buy a, just go straight, buy, pa. take it, return, pa. quick one. 
The, everything in the shop is not meant for you. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, that's why they, are, they have labels. So you go to the big shop, they have labels there. Appliance. Uh, what do you call it? Toiletries. You went to buy tea roll and you are walking around appliance. By the time you live there, you have sold a desire for something you don't really need. The next morning that comes, you will go and buy. Who eh? said? Your bumper is a year by this time. Now I saw this car. So the blessing actually is dead on our. By the time the blessing comes, it has been consumed already. Amen. In fact, that is the reason why giving is very difficult for poor people. Do you know why? Because every single time they are looking for what to spend their money on. Any attempt to use money for another thing becomes a denial of something they think they want. Praise God. The mindset of empowered consumerism. Hmm. I wrote here, wealth building begins with knowing what to spend, not how to make money. Because a lot of us are here. Before you ever get paid, you are always receiving something. So wealth building is not about how you make money. It's about what you spend. The fact that they are paying you thousand does not mean that spend eight hundred. Wealth building is about what you spend. It's about what you what? What you spend. Amen. It's about what you. Sometimes it's funny. It's funny. Anytime you travel through these two worlds, eh, the world of the poor and the world of the rich. It's so funny. I remember, was it last week? Last week I said we would go for a meeting. Yes, last week Sunday. I went for one meeting. I went to meet one guy. He's actually a millionaire. Amen. Not that I heard, I know. He's a millionaire. And I asked him, so he lives in one of the apartments in Osu. I asked him, why all the way in Osu? And I entered. Seriously, when I entered the room, he had only two suitcases in there. This is, I'm talking about the millionaire. He lives there. Only two suitcases. I can imagine he doesn't have more than 20 addresses there. But in the house he is living in, the apartment he is living in, is about $1,800 per month. You know $1,800? Per month. There is no way he can buy any dress he wants to wear. I asked him why. He says no. For the things he handles per day, his peace of mind is worth more than any money. Because the day he wakes up around my area and he hears, Allah! He might be on a meeting with an international investor. Who would think, hey, Al-Qaeda, I can't invest. I'm sorry. It is a whole world by itself. When you go there, sometimes you are like an observer. You are just observing. How they think. How they behave. Hallelujah. When he is buying food, when we went where we, so the apartment they have a restaurant down. So we went there. And that Sunday, I think I had not eaten also. So we said we should buy food. Me, I should order. I started ordering. 
And he was just looking. Odd, odd. And he said, oh, but, you see, this one is, and he would, anything he takes, he will be reading. He was mindful of what he was taking into his body. I said, why? I said, no, no, no. In Africa, it costs too much to go to hospital. I said, are you? It costs too, for you to go to hospital. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's the bottom line? They don't waste money on things they don't need. Are you with me here? You don't waste money if he has to eat. In fact, what he ordered was small, but it was three times my cost. My own. Me, what I ordered was enough. <laughs> it was good for, for me. <laughs> but that small thing he ordered it was about three times. He said, when he eats this one, he gets to save more money not going to the hospital. I said, ah. Hallelujah. But some of us will eat something small and go and pay 2,000 Ghana. Like the last time they were telling me, people at Kolibu, they have bills, 5,000. They can't pay. They are still lying there. They can't pay. Meanwhile, we were advising them. Hmm. Don't eat fufu. Eat vegetables. What's the vegetables there then? No body. It's a fufu. Hallelujah. That is the kind of consuming we do. So every time, as though we are wise saving money, we actually, we are postponing the payment. The day it passes up, it becomes a money we can't pay. Amen. Have you realized that sometimes people go and buy their certain food and something will spoil. And they say, this thing that has spoiled is about half or more than half the cost of the food. Then you leave the food. You, you just postponed that money, that payment. You just postponed it. It will come later. Are you with me here? Listen. If you spend on the right things, your money might finish, but you will have more peace. You will have little debt to pay. That is empowered consumer. Eh? Uh, uh, you get it? You see it? When you buy good clothes, you will not have to go and spend more money to buy a better detergent. But when you buy cheap clothes, you can't use soap clean because soap clean will make it white. After two washes, it becomes white. <laughs> Hallelujah. It becomes white. That is how it is. Any money you think you are holding, somebody else is going to take. It's plus and minus. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's what? It's plus and minus. That's how it is. Glory to God. Praise God. Number two mindset. is the mindset of working to learn. If you want to build generational wealth, you need that mindset that I am working to learn. The mindset of the poor is working to earn. The mindset of the poor is work, pay me. The rich says, work, teach me. Glory to God. That is why the rich, most of the time, after working in a place for a while, they start their own. The poor, 15 years, they are there. 28 years, they are there. So when any new person comes, they are the ones to do orientation. 
somebody with a rich mindset by seven years eight years he's already starting his own why because they work to learn the poor they work to earn so they are always fighting agitating Workers union, hey, twenty percent increment, fifteen percent. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to build generational mindset, you work to learn. That's why sometimes there are some young people when I see them complaining about salary, I say, Ah, you, you, what do you know? If we should put you on the table and start marking you and assigning figures to you, even what you are paying, they are paying you, it will be small. We will reduce it. Hallelujah. You that you come to work, you use our internet to browse social media and be downloading movies. Are some of us not guilty? So when you see anything you have to download, you will save the link. Because you know that you will go to office and then you go and download it and you say the salary is small. We are using the rest to pay the internet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Work to learn. Not working to earn. That is the difference between people. After two years, if we say, okay, now, I'm giving you money to do the same business. Can you do it the way your boss was doing it? Praise God. Can you do the same? The mindset of a wealth builder is one that learns operations and systems. When you enter any business, before you think of salary, think of how the thing works. Have you realized how some businesses, when you are outside, you don't know where you can, you can go to it. You don't know how, it, how, how they do it. Amen. Do you know in Accra here, if not for my roaming around, there are, I never knew, there are companies, no name, nothing, you don't hear of them, but the monies they make a month by the things they do. Simple, simple things. I say, hey, and everybody is thinking about engineering and doctor. Hey, what a country. You will be shocked. I'm telling you that. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. You, don't, you will never know how they do it and what they do. If you happen to be working there, forget about salary. You have gotten, you have gotten a car to enter places people can't enter. Learn. Tell somebody, learn. Amen. Hallelujah. Learn systems. Learn operations. How things are done. Learn relationships. Some of you have been in a place working for two years. You don't, you don't know anybody still. It's still you. After two years. Listen, you know, let me teach you life. Let me teach you. Have you realized? Yesterday we went for a wedding. Have you realized that the longer it takes for people to marry, the lesser uh, classmates come to their wedding. Eh? So if you marry at the age of 33 and you are saying class of 1994, GHS, they will mention that nobody will come. <laughs> nobody will come. Have you noticed that thing? KNUST alumni for Legon people, they don't go for wedding. They, they, they only marry in courts. 
KNSC alumni, only four people will come. Why? Do you know something? Because as you are growing, those relationships naturally cut off. They naturally cut off. Do you remember your last classmates? You don't even know where they are. Have you? you remember your GSS before? One one B. So if you are working one year, two years, three years, and you are not building new relationships, you are reducing the value of your life. Are you with me? You are reducing the value of your life. Because at the age, you remember, you're small, I won't call. You can't go to another office. You are just in, you are in a hurry. Oh, they say I should bring you this letter. Okay, thank you. You won't greet. So my name is so and so. Oh, please, what's your name? Oh, okay, nice. So what do you do in this office? Oh, okay. Learn, build relationships. That is what we do. See, culture. Negative culture. Hallelujah. She was in here last week. So you learn systems. You learn relationships. Because the day you say, I am going to do my own, your first customer is not the stranger. The first customer is somebody who knew you in the team. They are the first people you call. Oh, Charlie. They say, I am a starting media. Oh, sir. Oh. That is how we do it. You say, I'm, I'm starting business. No. Oh, Papa, I want to start business. Oh, okay. Okay, so, uh, how will you get your first thousand Ghana CD? Oh, God will do it, my friend. <laughs> you think God sells things? <laughs> Hallelujah. Learn relationships. Stop, stop grumbling over salary. In the workplace, somebody's birthday, go some. Don't say me, oh, me, those things, I don't like it. In that birthday, somebody will hold your hand and introduce you to your next employer. Learn relationships. Are you with me? Eh? What's up? What do you mean? Obi, wedding, uncle, funeral, uncle, birthday, uncle. In the Ukraine wedding. Hallelujah. Who are you at all? When you enter a workplace, learn how to identify opportunities. Learn how to identify opportunities. Learn. I never knew until a few years back. All along, when we think about football, I, I, we think about a team. I see coach and about 22 players. But I didn't know that this was an entire industry with companies, with agents, with consultants, with doctors. One team. Opportunities. It's just football they are playing, but the opportunities around it where many people are feeding off. And you enter that job and all you, you can complain about is salary. The difference will show very soon. Hallelujah. All you can complain about is salary. Amen. One time, I, I visited somebody at East Ligon, living in a nice apartment. And I asked him, what do you do? 
And he said, Oh, he's a businessman. I said, No, what kind of you know me if you know that kind of answer? <laughs> what business do you do? Because where you are living, I know you are not a thief. So whatever you are doing, and it's very clear, I am smarter than you because I'm helping him in a lot of things. So how come you are here, me, me, I'm Ajegojo? Can you? And so, oh, also, I, I'm a football agent. I said, no football agent, like how? So, I, I scout young people in nearby towns good guys and then i sell them to teams I said, so that's what you do how come how come how, how what is the money in it i never knew so oh and he started giving me the commissions and this and that and the various ways that as the person is progressing as the player is getting more money then you also be getting more. so the player that you sold 10 years ago you will still be chopping on their head so yes so i can be there sometimes i'll just be there i sometimes he even forgets and then a team in maybe holland will send him four thousand euros say ah just like that i say hey and i'm here so for no hallelujah how to identify opportunities you see the poor man has already they have defined opportunities in this life for you. In the any time those opportunities are not available, you think you you are done. Growing up, they will tell you, you know, you have to be you know nurse, uh, doctor, lawyer, what again, pilot. Ghanaians thinking to be pilot. So I didn't where, where did we pass? Hallelujah. Astronauts, Ghanaian. Astronauts. <laughs> <Where? Where? laughs> and they define these things. So if for some reason you are not able to enter university, all of a sudden it looks like there are no more opportunities again. All of a sudden. Amen. How to identify opportunities? Working to learn. Let it be your lesson. Working towards learn. Like I told you the last time I experienced. You see, I have seen, eh, except in government businesses, in almost every private business, you can always negotiate what they give you again by challenging them on what you also do. Amen. By what? And that the only way you can do that is to learn. 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 Every boss is afraid of a worker who knows what they are offering the company. Glory to God. Number three mindset. The mindset of asset acquisition instead of liability pileup. Assets, liability. The one that is able to build generational wealth 
is the one that has a mindset to increase their assets. What is asset? Asset is anything that brings you money. What is liability? Liability is anything that takes money away from you. Hallelujah. Asset is anything that what? Brings you money. Liability is anything that does what? Takes money away from you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is how it works. Asset is anything that brings you money. Liability is anything that what? Takes away money from you. And the one that is able to build wealth is the one that thinks of increasing their assets. In other words, they increase the things that bring them money. And they decrease the things that take money away from them. Praise God. Imagine somebody receiving salary of 1,000 Ghana using a smart television with MTM broadband. On top of it, add DSTV, premium <laughs> package. <laughs> you will never be rich. Very soon, you will become a thief. Because when your bills pile up, you will be under pressure to pay. Are you with me here? Increase your assets. Decrease your liabilities. Decrease them. Decrease them. Amen. Decrease what? Them. Most of my, I remember when, when I bought DSU for our home, most of my friends, they are using the one that all the teams, all the football is on. Me too, I watch football. And I wanted to do the same. I just, how many of the matches do I even watch at all? So I realized I don't need the match. So I went for the second lowest family. Because those who watch the TV, they were okay with their channels. Nobody was complaining. I said, okay, that's fine. Let's stay here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I realized most of my leisure, I like movies. So I went for uh, that thing, the one they used to watch movies. What's the name? Netflix. Then after some time, I realized that DSTV had added a mobile app called Showmas, where they also show movies. And I canceled Netflix. I don't, I don't have any particular movie. I just want to relax. So what Showmas give me, I watch. I'm fine. <laughs> Very simple. Are you with me here? De as much as possible. Decrease your liabilities. Decrease. Amen. You don't buy. Let me use hey, your phone. You change it. Ah, ah, okay. So that one is special. In the back, and the one we hold. Because that one, if you hold it and it falls down. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out about bounce. Where you phone? No. You see, when you are using some small phone. And you buy data, 100 megabytes, for this. But you are in a hurry to go and buy 12 Pro Max. And you are not like my daughter here. You are earning 850. And you buy data 1 gig in the morning, 2 o'clock, it's finished. Because everything is running. Are you with me here? 
I remember the last time they used to use my phone for video. When they do video, 10 minutes, almost 500 megabytes. So imagine we are streaming and this size. I told Pastor Titus, decrease the size of the video. Because the people who are watching are not watching with my kind of phone. They are watching with iTel. So they, they will, it will be fine. Decrease the what? The liability. Because the money is not increasing like that. It is foolishness to increase your liability when the money is still the same. It is only in this country they increase liability and then they keep salary same. You two don't add to it. Are you me? Don't add to it. The government is already killing you. Don't add to it. Are you with me? Am I communicating to somebody? If you want to be a wealth builder, these are basic things your mind must capture. When you are buying anything into your home, your question is, is it going to bring me anything? Or is it going to take something for me? If it is going to take something for me, what do I also do on the other side? That will bring me something so that I can balance it out. If not balance it, at least I will get a plus. Are you with me? That is how we do it. You are here. You, you have smart TV. Go ahead and sell it and buy LED. You know the difference? You don't know the difference. Eh? You never know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I don't understand people. And almost all my friends, they go and buy smart, smart. After some time, they are not connected to the internet again. Because sometimes you buy it out of the, you know, wow, Charlie, hey, this one, Netflix. Netflix on TV, you are streaming at 180p, uh, right? No, 180. There's 180, 270, 320, 720, before you come 1080, then 2700. So you go and buy 55 inch and it's streaming at 1080p. That one is about 5 gig per hour. I'll watch it on my phone. 5 gig. 6 months. That's all shit. It is not a roll. We are watching the same movie. The money is not increasing. Why increase? You understand it? That is a mindset. Especially for the women. That is one of the ways to allow your husbands to keep money. Don't increase the liability. Christian, are you here with me? Don't increase the liability at home. So, money is not increasing, but everything is electric. Washing machine, electric. Uh, everything. Cooker, electric. Uh, what again? What? Refrigerator, electric. Stove, electric. Uh, what? Air fryer, electric. Kettle, toaster, uh, bread maker, or something. Toothbrush. <laughs> Everything is electric. And you are insulting the president because ECG uh, prepared is too much. Buy manual. Make life easy. Are you with me here? 
Don't increase your liability when your asset is still the same. If you think that you want electric this, automatic this, automatic this, automatic this, there is a way to do it. Next week, I'll show you. Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaima Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Hallelujah. The last mindset that creates riches for people is the mindset of ownership. The mindset of ownership. Rich people have the mindset that whatever they are borrowing today, very soon they will own some. Whatever they are renting today, very soon they will own some. So they live their life in a way that soon or later they will own. If it is business, as soon as he enters, <laughs> I used to work with some, some, some people. Nothing bothers them. And at, in the same company, there were other people too who were inquisitive, who wanted copies of every document for personal keep. And I knew that these people, they have a plan. And those, even if you open classified documents, they won't even read they don't care about anything. Those who have a mind to own, there is a way they live. Amen. Those who have a mind to own, there is a way they do what? They live. For example, like, where, where I buy my sneakers is the cheapest. I'm the only one that buys it cheaper. Because when I went, he mentioned the first day, when he mentioned price, I said, okay, where do you pick it from? <laughs> And I found a way to get their contact. So the next time I went, I said, ah, but this, I called. And I mentioned, they said, hey, how did you know? I said, ah. it, this one is how much, it's this, it's this much, so it's you, times two. So, okay, you will add this one for your transportation and trouble. Since then, I buy my sneakers there, less than 150 Ghana. The same thing people will see on uh, Facebook, 280, 300, 280, 300. Because I told him, me, I said, me and you, we are all on the same level. We are all business people. We, we, if, you, if you don't, I'll go there and buy it myself. So, boss, boss. Ownership mentality. Are you with me here? Ownership mentality. That is the mentality that brings people into wealth. You can't live all your life renting and then borrowing. A, no. If it is business, plan to also own at a point. Are you with me here? If it is a house, plan to also own at a point. Owner is always better. Isn't it? When you own car, nobody will be calling you, hey, we are going, we are going, we are going. Yeah, when you own car and you close church, you decide when to go. But when you don't own, even when you are in the middle of discussion, 
So you you are you are call you are call you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So this mindset you must work on it. It is a way we think. The way we what? Think. Work on it. Go and work on yourself. And let me end quickly with this one in the next 10 minutes. Six financial behaviors that stop wealth creation. Six financial. These are straightforward. When I mention it and it is your disease, the Lord will heal you. Number one, the spendthrift. Spend thrift. So spend and then thrift. Spend and thrift. Spend and what? Thrift. The word thrift. Eh? So in the US and in other places, we have stores we call thrift store. One in the low, one shine high. You know, so it's like fools in Ghana here. Spend thrift. It's, it's, come again. Six financial behaviors that stops wealth creation. You see the importance of the screen. You have to pray that the laptop will be fixed this week. We should buy a new one. Yes. It is a prophetic church. Today now I will raise offering for a new laptop. Prophetic church, they will raise your offering. Yes. Hallelujah. The spend thrift. Spend and thrift. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17. Give me that scripture, please. So the spendthrift is the lifestyle of free spending and wasteful spending. Have you seen how when people go to fools, they're not necessarily choosing clothes they want. They are just choosing a lot of things. Only to come home and they will only wear one. Have you seen that thing? May God deliver you from fools. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the, that is the word, thrift. Thrift store. Proverbs 21, verse 17. Proverbs 21, 17. Mm-hmm. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Hey! So the spendthrift is the one that wastes freely. He knows all the pizza joints. In fact, the menu is in their head. They know all the cost prices. Hallelujah. Meat lovers, large. <laughs> 78 Ghana cities. <laughs> KFC. All the streetwise two. <laughs> 28 Ghana, streetwise three. This, this, this. See <laughs> that love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. They love pleasure. That is a financial behavior. And it will never make you rich. Hallelujah. It will never do it. It will never make you rich. Yeah. See, a uh, friend is saying, a friend, 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 and you see senior man go and hustle, make small money, and go and buy bread and fry four eggs inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. G1.5 later cook. 
Listen, it is not bad, but the number of times, okay, the satisfaction of the soul is healthy. It's a healthy activity. But to, to, to corrupt your soul with flatteries, that's what the Bible calls it. He that loveth pleasure. Any lifestyle you cannot comfortably finance, you don't deserve it. Are you me? Any lifestyle you can't comfortably finance. Any lifestyle you can't comfortably finance, you don't want. Deserve it. Don't kill yourself. Because somebody dashed you 200 cities for the next three days, everywhere you are going is Uber. You are training your mind to be discontent when the 200 Ghana series finishes. Now, when it finishes, you will now start begging to maintain the Uber life. Joshua will help you. Build your ability and then upgrade your life from church to taxi. Hallelujah. And then keep building your ability and upgrade it from taxi to what? To Uber. And then I keep building and upgrade it from Uber to what? To own. Aha. And when you are owning, you don't start with four by four. Hallelujah. Start. Yes. Standard. Yes, that's a standard. Start, start with Yaris. Eh? 1.4, 1.6 liter. Comfortable. Then keep building. And then you enter. <laughs> you enter Sorrento. The Lord will be with you. Move <laughs> 1.5 to 2.7. God is with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The spendthrift. Everything. Bad, bad, bad. Go force. Oh, Charlie. I remember when I came to a cafe, one friend took me to. I've been hearing. He said we should go. Early morning. Around 5 a.m. He came to pick me. I went to Cantamanto. Hey! The pressure. <laughs> to date, all the things I bought there. I don't remember where we live in two. By the time I came, I was like, I, I, I chose this. I didn't even know what I was making. <laughs> because the, one, the person who is selling that thing is even putting pressure on you. Master, you're telling you. Master, you're telling you. Master, you're telling you. I said, hey. <laughs> Honestly, by the time I came home, or in fact, it was a waste of money. It was better I had gone to a, a boutique, taking my time. I take this one, I turn it. So this one, I like it. This one, I don't like. Like when I go to this, this, Jimimes, the last time I went there, the way they removed everything, I said, I don't like, they remove, remove. I'm not sure I can do that at counter. The way the guy will slap me. <laughs> the guy said, Master, we are ready. <laughs> We, I'll never go there again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two, financial behavior is the star man. The star boy behavior. You know star boy? The one who pays, who pays just to be popular, just to be accepted, 
just to feel that they are also part of something just to fit in it hallelujah everybody is wearing nana's uh, shoe so you to wear and ask Pesla, how much is your shoe say 200 say jesus lord don't be a star boy or a star woman are you with me here yeah that mentality that behavior that is a financial behavior it will make you poor you don't spend just to fit in you don't spend just to belong just to be accepted most of the time it is your confidence that makes people accept you more than the way you look you can you can wear the most expensive see, the most expensive dress we don't know how much you bought the dress we don't see it are you with me here only those who 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 are at that level will see it with you but most of the people will not see sometimes somebody can can have fools more powerful good looking than the one in the store hallelujah so it is about your confidence so if you buy into that behavior of spending just so that you can fit in very soon you will be poor if you spend money just so that you can be accepted that is the star the star boy behavior number three is the shambolic you know the shambolic the word is shambles we say think something is in shambles that means it's basa basa no plan the kind of financial behavior where there is no plan any money that comes to your hand no plan for it so by the time the money finishes you don't even know what you use it for hallelujah you don't know what you use it for there is no organization for your life amen listen here if you don't have money and you don't live by a budget you are shambolic the only excuse to not live by budget is to have more than enough are you with me here are you following me the only excuse listen to me to not live by a budget is to have more than enough if i have one million dollars in my i don't need to budget my week what what will i do that will finish that money are you with me that's the only excuse but the money that you have christ not enough and you don't have a plan how to use it that is a shambolic behavior it is a wrong behavior it will make you poor are you with me here from today have a weekly budget have a what have a weekly budget the bible says that which of you intending to build will not first sit down and estimate the cost and see if he has enough to finish it don't do monthly but monthly budget people don't follow it it's difficult to follow that one because the money that is supposed to be for the month, cry, it doesn't. The salary, cry, it finishes in two weeks. <laughs> Ghana salary it finishes in two weeks. If you are, if you are lucky, three weeks. But one month they are down. Amen. Weekly budget. Sunday. So today is Sunday. Tomorrow to Saturday. Know how much you will spend. Are you with me? Pascal, weekly budget. And this week you have fasting. So you know that there is no breakfast. There is no lunch. 
Are we together? Yeah. So it's only only supper. Supper, you know what you cook. You you sit down. You as we know this week. They say you like bankupa, so banku. <laughs> banku three times in the week. Okay. Rice two times. Calculate. Every rice is 20 Ghana. So two times 40. Banku. Banku there no bobe from Katra. Unless all person with the red fish and a slapia. Uboti. I don't calculate it. When you said this year, uh, this week, 100 cities on food. Me kweju ma me faha. Me yesi. Me yesi. This much on, uh, what's the name? Transportation. So every day you know how much you are spending. You don't go and take every money into your pocket. Then after you have taken your transportation, you have taken your meal. There is still money in your pocket. And uh, you know in Ghana now, there is, there is a trend. Everybody is begging for money. Especially Christmas times. Security men have become very, very friendly. When they go, they open the door for you. Oh, boss. Salute, sir. And then because there's money in your pocket, you two want to do show. Show boy attitude. Oh, boss, Christmas, Christmas. Watch a five. No, watch a way two. No, watch a way five. By the time you come home, 30 cities is gone. That is for tomorrow. You have eaten your tomorrow already. That day, you have to fast. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? That's the shambolic. Number three. No, sorry. Number four. Number four. Number four financial behavior. The swindler. Swindler. The one who swindles people for money. Azan. Eh? That's the true word. Oh. Azan. The Azama. Not Azapint. Azan. The swindler. Jeremiah 17, verse 11. Don't zar anybody for money. Listen, any money you steal limits you. Jeremiah 17, 11. He says what? Jeremiah 17, verse 11. As the partridge seated on the eggs, the patriarch sits on the eggs and hatcheth them not, and hatcheth them not. So he that getteth riches, so he that gets riches, and not by right, and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool, and at his end he shall be a fool. Wow, says anyone that gets riches, not by right, stealing. Lying, doing wagadre, eh? and now, uh, what do you call it? WhatsApp people will be sending world remit, send 200 Ghana, we'll give you 2000. And people will be sending out of greed. <laughs> Hallelujah! The swindler, he said, that anyone that gets riches not by right, you will what leave them. You will leave them in the midst of your days. In the end, you will be a fool. You will leave them in the midst of your days. There's a lot of talking going out back there. Number five. Last but one. The slave. The what? The slave. The slave. Who is the slave? Proverbs 22 verse 7. The rich ruleth over the poor. 
and the borrower is servant to the lender. The slave is the one that borrows for everything. You borrow for everything. I'm not saying borrowing is bad. If you are into business, you realize that there are good debts and there are bad debts. But there are some people who out of habit make borrowing their source of income. They borrow for this one. And then when they have to pay, they have to go and borrow from another person to pay. Then they, so they are only shifting the lender. So yes, shifting cultivation. So they borrow from this one, then they buy. And then when it's time to pay, there's no money. Then they go and borrow here to pay. Now they, and then when you two, you come, then they go and borrow from another person. So after maybe one year, then they will start again from the first one. <laughs> so they make borrowing their source of income. They don't work. They don't earn anything. Or even what they are earning is not enough. But they have put their lives at a very high level. The only way they can sustain that one is to keep borrowing. Keep borrowing. Everything they borrow. Borrow to buy TV. Borrow to buy this. Borrow to buy that. Borrow to buy a bed for the room. Borrow to rent. Borrow to, everything is borrowing. May God save you from that life. Hallelujah. And finally, the schema. The schema. The schema. The schema. The schema. The spendthrift, the star, the shambolic, the swindler, the slave. And the schema. The schema is the one who wants to get rich quick. Charlie. So if we do this and we do that, and then we give us uh, 40% interest every month, and then you do this, and then that, and then that. We are in this country, we have seen many of them. Hallelujah. That is the schema. The what? The schema. You will never be rich. Proverbs 28 verse 22. Proverbs 28 22. I'm ending now. It says what? Proverbs 28 verse 22. Mm -hmm. He that hasted to be rich. He that hastes. To be rich has an evil eye. Has a what? Evil eye. An evil eye. And consider not mm -hmm. that the poverty shall come upon him. He does not consider that poverty will come upon him. So you there and then somebody will come, come, come and invest with us. Sixty-eight percent returns in three months. He that hastes to be rich, he has an evil eye. That's the schema, and he does not realize that poverty. Uh, poverty is just behind your window waiting. You do the first one, then it will come. And now, actually, the thing is good. Though. And then you do the second one. They will bring for four people. They will double your own. When all the money enters, website down, contacts gone, office closed. Poverty has been lurking around you. That is, that is overnight poverty. You were chasing for overnight riches. You enter into overnight what? Poverty. True wealth is progressive. Are you with me? True wealth is what? Progressive. There is no way in this world where anybody can say, I'm going to invest this much and I'll get 60%, 40%. 35%. Whose money is that 35%? Hallelujah. 
Whose money is that 35% that you, you, you want? Hey! And so that you will see men of God encouraging their church members, especially the one which is um, network marketing, bring somebody and then you to your own, and the men of God will be encouraged. If you go to your pastor and say, oh, man of God, hmm, uh, business, also, oh, let me show you something to do. Because even me, I'm doing it. And then they will be recruiting, recruiting. When the thing falls through, church members, they will leave church. <laughs> Hallelujah. The schema in your quest to build wealth, never give in to schemes. Somebody will come and give you all manner of stories. You know, this product is very different. When you buy this product, if you if you pay 500 Ghana CDs, I mean, have some time I was laughing at somebody. You know, this business, Max and all those people, and they'll be showing you cars. I, said, I know somebody who has done it for a long time. Long time, my mate, long time. <laughs> I said, ah, Jack. He's a nurse. No, no, not nurse. That thing. Uh, physician assistant. I said, ah, Charlie, how far? Max, how far? So, Charlie, everything is fine. So, so, so have you made some good money? We are talking about after about six years or so. He said, ah, you know him. Eh? Ah, this one knows him. <laughs> he said, how far? So, we've made money. I said, hey, stop lying. I know what money looks like. If you have made some, I will see. If you have made some, you that I know, you that me, I, you are my mate. You, I know you. If you have made money, I will know. If, no matter how hard you try to hide it, even your dress alone will betray you. But that's what I am seeing. Jack, where you there now? <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't work. Wealth is built incrementally. Gradually. That is how we build wealth. Are you with me here? So you don't enter into those schemes. It is a financial behavior that will make you poor quickly. 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 I remember when men's gold matter came. People don't talk their matter because they don't want anybody to laugh at them. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I have some friends who were, we were, cool. we were always working together, but I never knew until they brought an announcement that they say you should uh, come or they have sent email. Then I saw the way they were. I said, Ah, but you do your part. So Charlie, <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I pray that God will give you grace. The grace of God to build well. The Bible said in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Thou shalt remember the Lord your God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Power to get wealth is first of all spirit. Power to get wealth it is grace. Power to get wealth it is wisdom. A combination of grace and wisdom will make you unstoppable.
And that is my prayer for you this morning. That may the Lord grant you the grace for prosperity. And with it, may God grant you wisdom to increase. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ, the grace to prosper. In Jesus like Paul name. was prophesying in the book of 2 Corinthians 8, that let this grace also be with you. Jesus. I pray that the grace to prosper comes upon you. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ, the grace to prosper comes upon in you. Jesus' the name. The wisdom. He says that wisdom is the principal thing. Jesus. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. understanding. I pray for you this morning yes, Lord. that by the word, may you increase in wisdom. In Jesus' Wisdom name. that will make you succeed at the gates. Wisdom name. that will make you increase in the marketplace. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift your voice and begin to celebrate the Lord together with me. Lift up your voice, somebody. I hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information, visit our website at www.glorylifecity.church and connect with us on social media at Glory Life City Church. Contact us on 266 384105 or 54 984 6235